Hello, my name is Farron Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Ada. I oversee about a hundred churches in counties like Cavan, Leitrim, Fermanagh, Roscommon, Longford and Sligo. And I live in these beautiful surroundings in Kilmore in County Cavan. Like you, at this time with the coronavirus, there's been so much disruption to our lives. We are not holding any live church services as we are following government and health guidelines. In the next number of weeks and indeed months, we're going to be offering to you, wherever you're from, services that you can join in with and participate and be blessed by. So whether you're living in the United Diocese of Kilmore, Elfin or Arda, or different parts of Ireland, or indeed beyond our shores, we pray that as you join in in these services, which are coming weekly from our churches, we pray that God would bless you and that God will heal and restore our land. God bless. Good morning and a happy Easter. Welcome to this celebration of Holy Communion from St John's Cathedral here in Sligo. You're all very welcome online, uh, in the diocese, and uh, over the web. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has been born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Our opening hymn from the church hymn 288. Thine be the glory, risen, conquering Son.
grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to him in sorrow for our sins, seeking healing and salvation. Let us pray together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed and in what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may walk in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Amen. We stand for the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for Easter Sunday. Almighty God, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. Grant that as by your grace going before us, you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help we may bring them to good effect through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. We have our first reading. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 23. For what I have received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the Twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the Church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? 
if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in turn. Christ, the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. We stand for the Gospel reading. Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to Matthew, chapter 28, beginning on the first verse. Glory be to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the gospel of the risen Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our next hymn comes from Thanks and Praise 125. See what a morning gloriously bright. See what a morning gloriously bright with the dawning of hope in Jerusalem. Folded the grave clothes too. Filled with light as the angel 
Now join our Bishop, Bishop Ferran Glenfield, at his chapel in the Sea House for his Easter morning sermon. Good morning. On Easter morn, I normally greet people in St John's Cathedral in Sligo and in St Anne's in Strand Hill. But because churches are closed for public worship, I'm speaking to you this morning from the chapel of the Sea House in Kilmore in County Cavan. My mother is in the over 70 category and she is cocooning. She is being shielded from the coronavirus by staying at home and by not receiving visitors. That's hard on her and hard on her family. It's very hard for us at this time uh, to express our love for our parents uh, and our grandparents if they're over 70. And so I'm reduced to phoning her every day. Thankfully, she's doing well. She's hale and hearty so far, uh, and she's occupying herself. She's putting up with things as people of her generation are so doing. She watches a lot of telly, and she enjoys quiz shows. She says it uh, keeps her little grey cells going. She watches things like Counter and The Chase, and she's particularly fond of the quiz programme Pointless, hosted by Alexander Armstrong and Richard Osman. There are many people in our world today who think that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is pointless. It has no meaning or significance to their lives. Maybe you think like that. 
One person who thought in that way was Paul. He was a first century Jew, almost a contemporary of Jesus. And he was incensed that the early followers of Jesus, who were also Jews, claimed that Jesus had risen from the dead. Paul thought it was not only a falsehood, but this idea was corrupting an ancient Jewish faith. And so he took matters into his own hands. Armed with hatred, he harassed, persecuted, imprisoned, and even consented to the death of the early followers of Jesus. He wanted to eradicate the early Christian church. On a mission to do such in Damascus in Syria, he was stopped in his tracks by none other than the risen Lord Jesus. That encounter on the Damascus Road changed the direction of Paul's life. No longer filled with hatred, he was filled with the love of God and he sought to be a champion for Jesus, spreading the good news of Christ across the Mediterranean with a number of his friends. They established small house churches in many parts of the Mediterranean world. One such place was the Greek city of Corinth, it was a large cosmopolitan hub, one of the leading cities in the Roman Empire, and a church was established there. Paul had kept in touch with these churches by writing them, and he wrote two letters to the Corinthian church, which are recorded in the New Testament. In the 15th chapter of the first letter to the Corinthians, which was read earlier in the service, Paul tackles the issue of the resurrection head on. He sets out to establish two things. First, to establish the facts about the resurrection. And two, to spell out the implications for the resurrection. First of all, the facts. You can read that in verses 3 to 8 of 1 Corinthians 15. The facts are these. One, Christ died on the cross which was predicted by the scriptures. Two, Jesus died on the cross and was buried. Three, that on the third day, again, predicted by the scriptures, Christ rose from the dead. And four, his new life was witnessed by a variety of people. First to the 12 disciples whom he had selected and who had followed him from Galilee. Second, by about 500 people who had met the risen Lord over a period of about just over a month. Third, he appeared to members of his family. James, his brother, became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And last but not least, the risen Lord appeared to Paul on the Damascus Road. These were all eyewitnesses to the truth and the fact of the, of the resurrection. Second, Paul sets out the implications for the resurrection in verses 13 to 18. You can read that again from today's reading. If Christ was not risen, then Paul's life and his work were absolutely a waste of time. More than that, if Christ was not risen, the whole of the Christian faith was built on a false promise. There was no living saviour. Christ would have been a dead saviour. 
And so Christianity was fundamentally futile, pointless. Third, if Christ was not risen, then there would be no forgiveness of sins. His death would have been a sad failure. And fourth, if Christ was not risen, then there would be no afterlife. Death would be final, a full stop on life on this planet. There would be no heaven. There would be no opportunity for us to be reunited with our loved ones who had died. Those kind of ideas of heaven and of reuniting with our loved ones was a fanciful lie if Christ had not risen. Paul believed, as Christians believed, that the resurrection is of first importance. Jesus Christ is alive. And the implications of that are enormous. He is alive to be encountered. You and I can know him through faith. He is alive and the accrual of all of our past wrongs and failures can be forgiven. He is alive. Our lives can have a purpose and a plan. He wants to share our lives, mold our lives and live our lives with us. And he invites us into this life, which is not only for now, but for the life to come. The resurrection is not pointless. It is essential to Christian faith and it is vital for life itself. We live in very strange times. The coronavirus has spread its tentacles all over the world and we have never been here before. So much of what we have taken for granted has been denied. We can no longer leave our homes. We can no longer go about our daily work. We can no longer go to school. We can no longer have leisure pursuits or activities. We no longer see sport live or on the television. Our travel is restricted. We cannot visit friends and family. We cannot travel the globe. Some people through the coronavirus have lost their health and indeed sadly lost their lives. Things have changed. Our world has shrunk and we feel so much reduced. How long will this last? Some social commentators are already thinking through and writing about the coronavirus. They're talking in terms of BC and AC, before the coronavirus and after the coronavirus. And they think that when this virus ends, life will be very different. The world will be a much different place. Time will tell. But now we are reduced to essentials. The essentials of life, of food, of family, of friendship and of love. Essentials. The Christian faith is about essentials. It tells us and teaches us of a God who exists, who is alive. It teaches us that this God draws us together and creates families of which we are part and which we have our identity. 
It tells us of a God who is love and who wants to relate to us. It tells us of a God who provides for us all our needs, those essential needs of food, of health. It speaks to us of a God who is the source of healing. And so we pray above all of this Easter day that our land would be healed and freed from this awful virus. And all of this is because Jesus is alive. The resurrection is not pointless. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Our next hymn is hymn number 260. Christ is alive. Let Christians sing. Let us declare our faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ by joining together in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. As we open our hearts to the Lord, let us pray. Lord, we are weary at this time of great concern for the people of the world and our nation. We pray for all who care for the sick and the dying, for healthcare workers in our hospitals and nursing homes, for all who deliver goods to our shops at this time, for everyone who is tirelessly working for the well-being and safety in this pandemic of the people of this land, north and south. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. As our politicians seek to keep the health services fully equipped with all they need and require at this time, we pray for our leaders and those working in the Department of Health, for everyone who has volunteered to care for the elderly and the vulnerable, for strength when our bodies are weak but our souls are willing, our thoughts are distracted or our prayers diverted by trivial matters for the baggage we continue to carry instead of leaving at your feet. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, you wash away our sins in water. You give us a new birth in the Spirit and redeem us in the blood of Christ. Increase our awareness of these blessings and renew your gift of life within us that we may continue to care for the homeless the refugee, the lonely, and all who are feeling unloved at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the leaders of the world, for the World Health Organization, for the guidance of church leaders and all faith traditions. We ask that your hand be with them at all times to bring this world to a better place in the weeks and months ahead. For Bishop Glenfield and his direction of this diocese and the parishes in his care, for the clergy and all responsible for the pastoral care of their parishioners, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, who through your Son Jesus Christ overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, Grant that we who celebrate with joy this day the Lord's resurrection, may we be raised from the death of sin by everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our Merciful Lord, accept these our prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
and the prayer of humble access. We do not presume to come to this, your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Our communion hymn from the church hymnal 424. Jesus, stand among us at the meeting of our lives. Wise and gracious God, you spread a table before us. Nourish your people with the word of life and the bread of heaven. Amen. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast. The Lord is here. 
His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give up our hands and praise. Father, almighty and ever-living God, at all times and in all places, it is right to give you thanks and praise. Above all, we praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us. By dying, he destroyed our death. By rising, he restored our life. And so, with all your people, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Father, the creator and sustainer of all things. You made us in your own image. Male and female, you created us. Even when we turned away from you, you never ceased to care for us. But in your love and mercy, you freed us from the slavery of sin, giving your only begotten Son to become man and suffer death on the cross to redeem us. He made there the one complete and all-sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. He instituted and in his holy gospel commanded us to continue the perpetual memory of his precious death until he comes again. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks to you, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup, we do as Christ your Son commanded. We remember his passion and death. We celebrate his resurrection and ascension. And we look for the coming of his kingdom. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, Grant by the power of the life-giving Spirit that we may be made one in your holy church and partakers of the body and blood of your Son, that he may dwell in us and we in him. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, almighty Father, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. We being many are one body, for we all share in the one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Remember that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Living God, for our redemption you gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross. And by his glorious resurrection, you have delivered us from the power of our enemy. Grant us so to die daily unto sin, that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his risen life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and be always with you. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of the risen Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.